Hello, listeners. Welcome to this special leveling up episode as we welcome Tira, Bash, and Peter to level three. We enjoyed making this narrative version of the process and had a great time tying their new abilities to the story we're telling together. If you have a moment, tell us what you think about it. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter and Instagram with our at stackerdice handle or by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. Before we get to the episode, we did use some Battle Bard sounds in this episode, so we want to give them credit for providing such a great premium sound effect library. It's an excellent resource to help supplement any role-playing game, and we're thankful for the opportunity we have to use their sounds. You can check out BattleBards.com to find out more. And, if you sign up for their Prime service using our exclusive code, STACK, you'll have streaming access to professional-grade sound effects, helpful tools for building your perfect soundscape, and even a 20% discount on the membership. Seriously, check them out today. Now let's listen in as our friends settle down for the night. Who's ready to tell a story? Bash, you are asleep curled up in front of the fireplace. As you lie there feeling the warmth of the fire radiate from the hearth, you begin to dream of the home you remember growing up in. It wasn't fancy, but you remember that it was comfortable and it was home. And then you remember the shadow that you saw from your vision, your dream. It busts in through the door. And again, you see your father struggling with this figure. You see the dark hands close over your father's hands. And then you see the stone burst into fragments, shoot through the dark figure's hands through your father's body and embed itself into you. And then you see yourself stumbling out of the house and towards the forest, which rises up to meet you. This is all from that dream again. You begin to cry out in your dream, incomprehensible words, but you don't know if you're actually saying it in reality or if you're just thinking these things. You begin to feel a rage building inside of you. You hear animal sounds all around you, sounds that by now feel very comfortable and familiar. But then from it, it's like this burning rage that builds inside of you. It's a red rage that just is growing and it seems to be reaching from your core all the way out to your extremities and you feel a howl form. And now the animal snarling falls away and you're left with the unreasoning hatred and anger and strength of a brute, of somebody who, without regard to anything and almost not even human, lashes out at the world around him. Within that, though, comes a subtle thread of music, and you can hear it drifting through your comfortable known song that you have while you're holding the stone. And it begins to wrap around this rage and begin to bind it and pull it back into your core. And before you know it, you can feel your hands moving and shaping the air in front of you, You know now that you have the ability to shape sound and the very things that people see. Upstairs, in the room where both Tira and Peter are resting, you suddenly hear Womberbash yelling. It's not enough to wake you up, but inside your head you can hear Womberbash's voice saying, No, 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 no! And then a howl of inhuman fury. It washes over you and you suddenly feel afraid of Womberbash. That sheer strength of will and power is emanating from that room downstairs, from that curled, twitching form in front of the fire. But it washes over you, and you can hear Womberbash in your heads saying these things. 
Peter, as you're lying on your bedroll at the foot of the huge stuffed mattress of straw, you begin to feel a calmness from within. And you see sunshine coming down from above. It's almost like a, a column of light at first. As the brightness, as the sheer luminosity of the beam begins to fade, or as your eyes begin to adapt to it one or the other, you're not sure which, you begin to see a figure form in it. At first, that figure looks like Radiance, the paladin of Ardan that you met earlier today. From this gleaming figure that stands before you in your vision, you can see her eyes, most of all, piercing blue that shines through the light. And she smiles at you, and you begin to feel almost a warmth emanate from you, wrap around you, and shield you from the redness of Wombabash's madness downstairs. And then you hear a voice, and suddenly it's no longer Radiant standing before you, but what you always envisioned Vasham to look like. She smiles at you gently, holds out her hand, and you reach forward to take it. Her hand is cool to the touch and gentle. And as she steps forward out of the light, she says, You are my chosen one. You will represent me and you will carry my name to those who have no hope. To those who fight against hope, you are to be my arm. For them, you are justice. I call you to be my paladin, Peter Rayok. You can hear Peter shifting at the foot of your bed, Tira. You're not sure if it's restlessness or what, but you too feel unsettled from that scream of Wamberbash's voice running through you but then you hear the sound of a familiar song. And as the song reaches your ears, it drowns out all of the fury that you felt from Wamberbash. Coalescing before you, you see the form of your mother. You hear her sing, I am here by your side. And as you look, she looks as solid as if she had never left you. And as she feels your eyes upon her, she looks up and smiles at you with that same motherly affection that you remember so well from your childhood. She stands and bows to you, and she says, I am here by your side. And she steps forward into you and merges with you, and you feel a warmth and a comfort and a love that you have not felt for years. Obviously, your father did the best he could, and he loved you, and you know it. Every moment of your waking knowledge, he has been the father that no one else could have been. But when your mother fills you, you feel a completeness that you have not felt since that day that the delve collapsed. And that is it. That is our narrative explanation of how you all gain the powers that you do for the next level, for level three. And so we'll start with Peter. Peter, you want to walk us through what you just got as a first level paladin representing Vasham. As a paladin now, I get two main features, divine, divine sense and lay on hands, along with the new hit die, a d10, which I rolled beforehand and gained 9 hit points, giving me a total of 28 hit points. Divine Sense uh, reads as follows. 
The presence of strong evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor, and powerful good rings like heavenly music in your ears. As an action, you can open your awareness to detect such forces. Until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any celestial, fiend, or undead within 60 feet of you that is not behind total cover. And you know the type, celestial, fiend, or undead, of any, of, uh, of any being whose presence you sense, but not its identity. Uh, the vampire Count Strad von Zerovich, for instance. Within the same radius, you can also detect the presence of any place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated, as with the Hallow spell. And I can use this feature a number of times equal to 1 plus my, my Charisma modifier, sorry, which for me is a total of 4, uh, and when I finish a long rest, I regain all expended uses. I also have the feature Lay on Hands, which reads, Your blessed touch can heal wounds. You have a pool of healing power that replenishes when you take a long rest. With that pool, you can restore a total number of hit points equal to your paladin level times 5, which for me is 5 hit points. As an action, you can touch a creature and draw power from the pool to restore a number of hit points to that creature up to the maximum amount remaining in your pool. Alternatively, you can expend 5 hit points from your pool to heal, uh, of healing to cure a target of one disease or neutralize one poison affecting it. You can cure multiple diseases and neutral neutralize multiple poisons with a single use of Lay on Hands, expending hit points separately for each one. This feature has no effect on undead or constructs. Alright, so in effect, you now have the ability to sense both the presence of good and evil within a certain range, and you have basically a free healing spell. Yes. So, uh, yeah, interesting things, and you rolled, so, uh, you rolled decently on your hit point increase also, so you've got some good things going, and you're headed toward a certain direction as a paladin, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. All right. How about you, Bash? So um, at, at level three, my, my hit dice is still D8, but of course um, it's three now. And um, I rolled, and now I have a total of 32 hit points. Um, as level three mystic, I gain a few things. I gain, um, uh, let's see, another uh, feature, as well as I gain um, another part of my uh, Order of the Immortal, as well as a... Um, what are we calling this? A, um, a uh, what's what's not a it's not a feature. What's it called? It's a discipline uh, or a talent. A talent, yeah, a talent. So the ta talent I chose or I get is um, uh, telepathy. And let me read that to Actually, you. Actually, no, that's that's a given. Okay, yeah, okay, that's okay, yeah. So your, your talent it, that you chose was delusion. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So delusion. It says, um, as an action, you uh, plant a false belief in the mind of one creature that you can see within 60 feet of you. You can create sound or an image. Only the target that, uh, that of this talent uh, receives uh, this sound or image. And uh, if you create a sound, its volume can range from a whisper to a scream. It can be your voice, someone else's voice, a creature's roar, a musical instrument, or any other sound you pick. Uh, and it lasts for one minute. If you create an object, it has to fit within a five-foot cube and can't move or be reflective. Um, the image can't create any effect that influences a sense or other sight. The image lasts for one minute and then disappears if the creature touches it. So that's 
Uh, delusion, that's what I chose. And then I also... And delusion, uh, or talents, just so listeners are aware, talents are basically the equivalent of cantrips for wizards. They're, they're basically spells that you always have in mind uh, and never have to use a spell slot to use. So in the same way, talents for mystics are... Uh, they're free abilities you have that don't require the use of psi points. And then I do get an increase in psi points. I used to have only six. Um, now I get an increase to 14. Yeah. And Whoa, I, wow. that's big. Yeah. <laughs> I, used to only, I used to only be able to uh, ex- expel two psi points at a time. Now I can spend three at a time. Uh, which, that doesn't open up. up yeah. yeah. That, that opens up many other items that I can do, although there is like one key one that um, it takes five to... To use, I can't use that one. You're waiting for that one. Yeah, too. I'm waiting for that one. <laughs> um, let's see. A feature that I have now is uh, before I had bestial form. I still have that, but I've also chosen uh, brute force, which is next. And in brute force, it says this: You augment your natural strength with psionic energy, granting you the ability to achieve incredible feats of might. I won't read all of them, but I'll just essentially give you the title of them. They're psionic force. Um, and while focused on this discipline, you have advantage on strength or athletic checks. Uh, there's Brute Strike, and I can expel between 1 and 7 side points for that. And that essentially gives me a bonus on um, damage rolls. Then there's Knockback, and I can expel between 1 and 7 points. And depending on how many points I expel, um, I can knock the target uh, you know, 10 feet away from me per side point. There's a Mighty Leap, and I can expend 1 to 7 side points of that. And depending on that, 1 side point equals 20 feet. So if I expel 3 side points... I can jump 60 feet. Standing still. Standing still. Jump forward 60 feet. Then there's there's feet of strength. If I expel two side points, I get um, a bonus action uh, and gain a plus five bonus to strength checks. Um, And that's pretty much it as far as um, brute force is concerned. So it's it's pretty cool. And the one other thing that you picked up this level? Oh, yeah, yeah. Telepathy. Let me read that. So basically... Uh, your mind awakens to the ability to communicate via telepathy. You can te- telepathically, telepathically speak to any creature you can see within 120 feet of you in this manner. You don't need to share a language or, the, or with the creature for the understanding of your uh, telepathic messages, uh, but the creature must be able to understand at least one language or be telepathic itself. Yeah, so you can't, uh, you can't have an animal understand what you're right. saying unless right. it's unusually intelligent. And I'm going to say that is a one-way thing. You can, you can implant your thoughts into somebody else's head, but they can't respond unless they themselves are telepathic. Okay. All right. And um, I think that's about it uh, for me. Let yeah. me see. Yeah. yeah. I, after you're done explaining what you picked up, I'm going to go back and talk about how what I talked about at the beginning of this ties into what you picked up. And Meredith, what did Tira pick up? So I chose a primal path yes and i get an extra rage yes uh, so i go you from went two from... to three exactly okay and uh, other than that everything else stayed the same yeah my hit die is still a d12 mm-hmm. but you got an extra one uh, yeah i got an extra one for my third level and what did your hit points go up to they went from 31 to 42 great and so i want to read the uh the f- main description of Meredith's or Tira's path, and then also what she gets at level three. 
So what we did was we we went through the player's handbook and looked at the paths there. There are two for the barbarian listed in the player's handbook. And then we also, I uh, thanks to Meredith, I, for Father's Day, I got Xanathar's Guide to Everything. We looked at the primal paths in there, and we saw this one, and we fell in love with it because mm-hmm. of the way it fit with the story. So she actually chose Path of the Ancestral Guardian yes. for Tira. And here's what it says. Some barbarians hail from cultures that revere their ancestors. These tribes teach that the warriors of the past linger in the world as mighty spirits who can guide and protect the living. When a barbarian who follows this path rages, the barbarian contacts the spirit world and calls on these guardian spirits for aid. Barbarians who draw on their ancestral guardians can fight better to protect their tribes and their allies. In order to cement ties to their ancestral guardians, barbarians who follow this path cover themselves in elaborate tattoos that celebrate their ancestors' deeds. Uh, So that might be an interesting aspect of Tira. These tattoos tell sagas of victories against terrible monsters and other fearsome rivals. Now, you can do this in other ways. It doesn't have to be that. I'm going to say I'm turning into Maui from Moana here. (laughs) (laughs) And then at level three, the feature you get is ancestral protectors. And here's what that does. When you choose this path at third level, spectral warriors appear when you enter your rage. And that's going to be your mother. Your mother is going to appear to fight alongside you. While you're raging, the first creature you hit with an attack on your turn becomes the target of your mother, which hinders its attacks. Until the start of your next turn, that target has disadvantage on any attack roll that isn't against you. So you're basically somewhat forcing the the creature to attack you only. Hmm. If it doesn't, it's going to have disadvantage on the attack roll. Uh, When the target hits a creature other than you with an attack, that creature has resistance to the damage dealt by the attack. The effect on the target ends early if your rage ends. So basically, if they don't attack you, they do it with disadvantage. And if they happen to hit, then the person that, uh, if, if somebody is attacking Michael or, or, or Womberbash, even if he gets hit, he's going to take half of that damage. So you are serving as a protector to your friends. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So what I wanted to do was go back to where we started it, where I gave the narrative description of them getting these powers during their sleep. Starting with Womberbash, uh, we talked about in that, that narrative, uh, we talked about you moving from animal instinct more toward still brutish, but more human in aspect. So your, your powers are, are slowly becoming more intensified, more focused, and more, it's kind of like as you're learning, you're graduating from animal fury to brutish fury, but you're, you're refining your understanding of the music from your stone as you go. And also the voice that Tira and Peter heard in their heads was actually you crying out telepathically. You're ah. tuning into the, the music to the point where you can now project your thoughts into other people's minds. And then, of course, the shaping sound and shaping what people see is your delusion. Uh, okay. Yeah. Peter, uh, you obviously have been elected as Vishom's paladin. Not a whole lot to tell here, especially since you don't take your oath until level three as a paladin, mm-hmm. uh, which means you have two more levels to go if you stay as a paladin. But you know that Vishom has called you to this great calling, and therefore you... Uh, you're now on the path. And it's because of your exposure to radiance in the marketplace that you, you were attuned to this way of thinking. 
And then, of course, Tira with your mother. Hmm. Um, she has come from somewhere to become a part of you and to serve as your protector so that you can serve as others' protector. So hopefully this all made sense. Hopefully uh, you got some enjoyment out of it. For me, I, I've been looking forward to this for a long time because I have never played in a game where leveling up was actually part of the story. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to see how it would work. And I think it worked okay. You're certainly welcome to let us know through Twitter, through Instagram, what you think of this approach. Was it useful? Was it helpful? And was it fun? Um, but you guys, what do you think? This is amazing. I like that. It was dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll continue to try this as we advance in further levels, but I just wanted to uh, give it a shot and see if it fell flat or if it worked. So we'll be trying it again. And hopefully if, if it didn't work out too well this time, we'll just make it better next time. But that's all we have for this special level up episode. And we just want to thank you for joining us for this and all of our episodes. If you haven't listened to everything so far, feel free to go back to the beginning of everything where I introduce us and uh, listen to everything we have to offer. We'd, we'd love to have you along to share our story. And we will see you next time here at Stack of Dice.